Raj, you wrote important, really paradigm-shifting books, such as Conscious Capitalism, The Healing Organization, and you look at it as the enterprise, as the society of the organization. My question to you is that what is the role that leaders and leadership play in those new constructs? Well, it's a critical role, really. I mean, without leadership, you don't really don't define what an organization is about or what it's going to focus on and what it can achieve. So I think the role of leaders is uh, is central, you know, and, and building on what you uh, were just talking about with Kelly, you know, this whole theme of the feminine at the elevation of the feminine has been a major part of my work as well. So in fact, when I wrote Firms of uh, Endearment, one of the things that I observed in there, I mean, people use words like caring and compassionate and, you know, conscious and so forth uh, to describe those cultures. And you know, I said, there's a lot more feminine energy in these companies than you find in typical companies. And that led me to more explicitly study that. And I wrote a book called Shakti Leadership, which is embracing feminine and masculine power and leadership. And it's about the idea of wholeness, that ultimately we need to cultivate wholeness, which is simultaneously integrating the masculine and feminine within all of us. You know, the, you don't have to be a woman or a man, but regardless of what gender you have, you can show up as a whole person. Because as Carl Jung said, every man has an inner woman, every woman has an inner man, right? So it's, it's really what we have done systematically in society is suppress that feminine side, the caring side, the nurturing side in men and women. And of course, we have sidelined women and, and women did not have the right to vote until 100 years ago and couldn't own property for a very long time, and even in this country and so forth. So I think this is the century where all of that is going to change and is changing rapidly. And it's finally, uh, my friend Lynn Twist uses the metaphor of the bird of humanity has been flying with one wing tied behind its back for millennia, the century when that other wing gets unfurled and the bird of humanity can soar higher and go further because of that long overdue change. So I think this is very much about being whole, a whole human being, integrating those sides. In India, as you know, we have gods, many, many gods, right? and each of them is symbolic of something. And one of them is called the Ardh Nareshwar, which is a depiction of a figure with one side of the body being masculine and the other side being feminine. Mm-hmm. And the idea is we are born with these genders for various purposes, but that ultimately our journey in this lifetime is towards wholeness. So it is about bringing that caring, nurturing side to the fore for somebody who's born a male and is bringing the other elements, you know, the the discipline and courage and all of that to the forefront as well. So I think all of that is part of this journey for me. And really the real crystallization of that came a few years ago in 2018 when I worked with a coach for the first time. And when I told her the trajectory of my work leading up to 2005, before that I had done very conventional kind of academic you know, strategy and all of that kind of stuff. And then everything that happened after that with these books, she said, do you realize that you were trying to impress your father for 45 years? You spent the last 15 years honoring your mother with your work. And you're really bringing her energy and what she stood for into business and leadership. And that was a really clarifying thing for me because it indeed, if I think about it now, that was kind of the differentiation in a way. This is something that is needed in the world. And I happened to embody more of my mother's qualities than I did my father's qualities. And it came naturally to me to try to bring some of that. Thanks for sharing that. It's amazing how the intimate and the personal has projected onto the corporate and the enterprise and the business. And that's really what it is about. We are talking about all these characteristics that normally we associate 
even at the intimate level with an individual or a person, and now we are looking at those qualities, consciousness, you know, all these things at the corporate level. Let me just deviate a little bit here. Again, going back to the role of leaders and leadership in all these models, in a sense. I remember about 25 years ago when the internet started to emerge and the world realized that people are going to be very connected, hyper-connected, directly, point to point, not having to go through the normal hierarchies of societies and corporations. People have started to advocate the death of leadership. I remember even reading an article entitled like that, that because people can have instant access to information and instant access to each other, who needs a leader to coordinate all that? And so is leadership still relevant today when our colleagues, our employees, our citizens can basically have access to anything they need to do their work? What is the role of leadership in all that? Are leaders becoming obsolete? You know what? I think leaders are even more critical now than they were 25 years ago, specifically because there is such a plethora of information out there. How do you know what's real? How do you know what's true? Just because you can you know, Google it doesn't mean it's the right answer, right? So you think about the lack of trust in the news, the lack of trust in information that's being put out there. How do you help people who are so divided in their beliefs and their thoughts come to agreement on something, even you know, within an organization? I think leadership and demonstrating that ability to help bring different perspectives together and coming up with a solution that works for hopefully all is one of the most critical things we need right now. And so I'd advocate it's even more important today for leadership skills and capabilities and competencies to be taught and to help leaders take charge and help their organizations who are looking for the right answer. I agree with that. You know, the fact is that human beings have evolved tremendously, and not only all the technology we have access to, but if you look at human intelligence, if you look at the research that has been done on IQ, the Flynn effect is called, right? Uh, James Flynn, an intelligence researcher who looked at IQ data, which normally gets standardized, the IQ results every decade. So 100 is always the average. But if you look at the raw data, there's an underlying trend of 35 to 4% increase per decade in IQ over the last 80 years that he looked at the data, right? So it's a compounded 3.5% per decade. So what that means is that the average person today would be in the top 2% of intelligence 80 years ago, right? Just given that. So we are more intelligent just in terms of analytical capacity. We are more educated than ever before. We are more conscious than we have been in our history as human beings. I mean, that's a continuous evolution that we are on. So the human seed has never been more potent. Ordinary people are capable of extraordinary things. Your average person today would have been considered a genius 80 years ago. So people are capable of extraordinary things, but we still need leadership to coalesce all of that extraordinary potential into something meaningful. One of my favorite thinkers is Peter Drucker, and he said, There are only three things that happen naturally in organizations, friction, confusion, and underperformance. And everything else takes leadership, right? So you could take the most brilliant, thoughtful, caring, concerned people, put them in a room, come back two hours later, you will find friction, confusion, and underperformance until somebody steps into the role of leader. Somebody takes on the awesome responsibility of leadership. 
which means creating a vision for what is possible, where do we want to go together? And a great leader can see beyond the horizon to possibilities that others don't even imagine. And then how do we get there? How do we use our collective capabilities? And, and now, you know, people have so much that they can offer, right? So there's just so much there that we can tap into, but it still takes that coalescing energy of the leader, right? To harness that and then to align it and point it in a in a direction that is going to elevate everybody and is going to create meaning and purpose for everybody.